Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Youth Plus Radio, uh, where we're going beyond conversations and having discussions with young people, keeping them at heart, but also taking their needs and concerns seriously, sharing stories of hope, stories of inspiration and stories of empowerment. Today I'm joined by two fantastic gentlemen. One is Sagine Bonfas. He's the communications and m at Youth Alive Kenya, and we'll get more into what Youth Alive does. But also he's an alumnus of the McKinsey Forward Program, and if I'm not wrong, the Mastercard Foundation Africa Youth Think, Think Tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right, yeah? Uh, you got it right. Yeah, and I'm happy, very happy to be here. Pleasure. Thank you for being with us, Bonfas. Yeah. And we also have a great gentleman, Joseph Owino. Uh, he was a participant at uh, the Participate 2022 International Conference. We'll get into that a bit later. You're a disability inclusion champion and also the chairperson of the universities and colleges, uh, students with special needs association of Kenya. Um, so we're also going to get a bit into that. Um, so gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Feel at home, feel free. Um, Boniface, since yeah, you came yeah, fully yeah. branded. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Youth Alive, for those who are listening, um, yeah. what is Youth Alive? Yeah. What are its origins? Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what does Youth Alive do? Okay. Uh, first, I want to introduce you <laughs> <laughs> in some sense. I know you're a lot of things, but you're also a board member at Youth Alive Kenya. Yes. Uh, so Youth Alive Kenya is a youth-led, youth-serving organization that has been serving young people since 1999. So we're mm. talking about 23 years. But that is a loaded definition, so let me just unpack it. <laughs> please do, please so do. So youth-led meaning that um, most of our staff members, or our staff members are under 35. So, I mean, mm. when you go to an organization, I'm the head of communications, and mm. uh, most organizations don't have a head of communications who looks young as I do, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, youth serving in the sense that uh, we are actually working to, towards empowerment of young people. We envision a world where, at least in the Kenyan context, where young people, you know, are able to actually achieve whatever they put themselves mm-hmm. like in their mind, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we want to insist that youth is the people between eighteen thirty-five. Yeah, you know their diversity, and in some sense, I feel the younger youth are sometimes left out, mm-hmm. the millennials and Gen Z, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and sometimes in in in, in rooms where decision-making is done, mm-hmm. um, guys who are 35 or even above want to brand themselves as young. Yes, as young. <laughs> so I want to insist that that youth is, or a young person is not a young person at heart. <laughs> yeah, they're actually young. Yeah. So that is that is what we do. We, we run interventions, um, we mm. call them projects, um, that are designed towards um, some of these issues that young people face, and we're going to go into some of those issues, I think, later in the show. So we try, together with um, other stakeholders within the Youth Civil Society, Mm -hmm. we don't work alone, we work with many stakeholders, including government and non-state actors, to make sure that young people have a space. And we, we like to advocate for youth issues. So um, it happens that there are some spaces where if Youth Alive didn't speak, Mm. that young people's voices will not be heard at all. Mm. So, for instance, like um, two weeks ago, I was in some meeting where some decisions were being made, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is a a government entity. And Youth Alive was invited as a voice for young people. So if I kept quiet as a young person, it meant, it literally meant that 
uh, young people's voices will not have mm. heard or picked in that de- the decisions that are being made in those rooms. Mm. So we advocate and we speak for for young people, but also we capacity build, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 currently we are using the, this this framework or methodology of uh, what we call working groups. Mm-hmm. And these are youth mm-hmm. organizations that are much younger than us that we are hold, hand holding them. So look at them as young leaders who are trying to do something in in their own communities. Right. So we are really trying to hand hold them. You know, the same way in, in the business world you would have maybe accelerators and stuff. Yeah. So we pick um on youth organizations, maybe they are self-help groups from the grassroots and we handhold them in the journeys so they get registered mm-hmm. they're able to access funding sometimes we, we do granting and we do a lot of trainings on on in terms of capacity you know yeah. and the other way we work also we 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 get into partnerships and networks um so that we bring together um voices so that young people can be heard uh, we are part of the wise so that is youth serving organizations and this is a consortium of youth serving organizations ac- across the country and what we do is when we come together uh, we can raise concerns you know for instance um just two days ago we did um a pre- a, a press release mm-hmm. to to you know we we felt that uh the way the pss were chosen didn't reflect uh youth inclusion and right. we called on the president um the kind president to actually do something about it yeah. that is not possible for a young person as one individual to do right. so when we come uh, together yeah. and you know and we come together we become a force you know at many organizations together and then we can actually speak out uh for the young people you know, we're going to delve further into you know what mm. we do but as a matter of introduction we are essentially um, an organization that is looking to make sure that young people are empowered in society mm-hmm. and they can achieve whatever they want to you know to achieve and we do that in three thematic areas and there, I mean there are so many social ills in society right. but we tend to focus on three and one is livelihoods and uh, and um, economic empowerment which is a big deal for young people we also want to look at social well-being and gender equity and things like mental health fighting inequalities and of course gender equity making sure that women young women particularly represented in in in, in these spaces we are fighting for young people that mm-hmm. also young women are also you know being hard and also good governance and human rights so how can young people be be, be involved mm-hmm. in in processes you know of governance processes yeah. how can young people be part of power how can young people contribute to decision making processes in the counties you know mm-hmm. and at the national level so those are our three focus areas yeah. i mean there is there is a lot that we do not do but we partner with other organizations mm-hmm. especially the the member organizations or the working groups yeah. um who might be doing other things but we we help to reinforce their work mm-hmm. so th- together we can have a a bigger platform for young people and greater impact as well yeah uh, it's interesting what you say about um decision making and the way or the manner in which youth voices have been lacking in in recent years recent decades uh, i had this quote once in 20 i think it was must have been 2019 uh, and it directly in reference to young people uh, it was that if if as young people we don't have a seat at the table then we are on the menu and we've seen situations play out before um, at various levels of society whether that's private sector public sector 
Um, so it's interesting and encouraging that an organization like Youth Alive yeah. is focused on actually getting that youth voice out there. Uh, question on the working groups. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which which counties are they are they sort of domiciled in, or are these yeah, yeah. are they in just a small section of of Kenya and Nairobi, or do they spread across? Okay, we 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 work in in twelve counties. So okay, we nice. have uh, working groups from twelve counties. Okay, uh, essentially nice. a working group is um, covers a county, but within that working group we have member organizations. Okay, uh, so yeah. we have Nairobi, Kakamega, we have Siaya, mm. West Pokot, we have Machakos, Mombasa. I I may not mention the twelve of them, but they are it's, they are twelve, and we're actually venturing out to to yeah. get get more. And this is this is a, a focus. That we we want to really focus on on that on, mm. on the working groups, yeah. and actually they are coming <coughs> to us for help. Mm-hmm. So how can we create that platform, form, formalize our relationship? Yeah. You know, beyond yeah. the twelve counties. So we are working on doing thirteen, fourteen. Who knows? Even forty-seven. Yeah, uh, one day. <laughs> As time goes. I mean, yeah, step by step. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Joseph. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm very well. I'm feeling great. Um, I'm very interested to find out more about your work, um, particularly within the universities and colleges, students association, um, for so students with special needs association. Um, when when was it started? Um, how many or is it spread? Ac- how many universities is, is it spread across? Um, what's what's I can imagine what the end goal is, but from from your point of view, just tell us a bit more about about the work you do as a chairperson. Uh, this is Joseph Owino, as you've mentioned, um, the current chairperson of the University and College Student Special Institution of Kenya. Mm-hmm. This is an association born from the sheer purpose of ensuring that issues about uh, enhancing disability inclusion in different echelons uh, in this country mm-hmm. is brought to book. And uh, first from my background, I'm a student at Mount Kenya University, pursuing a degree in economics and statistics mm-hmm. in my fourth year of study. And... Uh, I've been able to go through you know, the leadership structure or the leadership domain from the university's perspective mm. uh, because when I joined, I first got into the Mount Kenya University Special Needs Association where I served as a vice chair. That is from 2020, uh, not 20, late 2019 to 20, early 2021. Uh, that is nearly two years as the vice chair of the association that brings together Student disability, uh, student disability studying in Mount Kenya University. That mm. is from the main campus. Then later on, in early, 20, early 2021, I took over as the chairperson of the association in Mount Kenya University. And uh, I, I got the challenge. I saw the real challenge, how you know, like um, uh, student disability experience in accessing higher education. And you know, like this comes from the back and forth that I know we're having stakeholders, we're having engagement, we're having you know, like players mm-hmm. in this uh, sector uh, who may, may be aware or, or also may not be aware of the issues that are bedeviling our fellows in the institutions. And you know, like, from, uh, the, uh, like uh, through this experience, I go to de- develop the passion of you know, like advocating for the interests of these persons, mm-hmm. mainly students and youth with disabilities, 
to ensure that uh, issues about education because education stands you know like uh, uh, as one of the prime uh, the prime factor mm-hmm. that can help build a society and we can't just talk uh, talk about it and leave uh, leave out persons disabilities because yeah. these are people who are, you know like have the potential they have the brains to deliver and you know like we must uh, like uh, build or craft inclusive system to society to support their development and so you know like from that point serving as the chairperson got to you know like to engage mm-hmm. with a number of student leaders serving you know like uh, student disabilities from other universities yeah. then uh, with the challenges that we share on our experiences you know like uh, we get to identify you know there's something that needs to be done mm-hmm. uh, because one is we have a student union uh, in the country that is not giving that uh, space Uh, well crafted enough space for student disability in terms of uh, representation and looking into even other policies that whenever they are being discussed student disabilities are left out mm-hmm. and you know like this also affects them mm-hmm. you know it's not just you know like when you talk about the issues that affect students generally it, it's not like uh, it's not reserved that when you talk about it generally then you've talked about the issues about student disability there are specifics yeah. that affect these persons that don't affect the old student population and mm-hmm. so when we when you out of the decision making table as we have uh, as you had uh, enumerated it we are affected mm-hmm. to a larger extent and mm-hmm. it's not just about one or two three people but it this affects into the the lineage that uh, even of those who are coming after us mm-hmm. so you not know, like uh, with engaging with the number of student leaders we get to identify no a time comes that everybody needs to get his own house mm-hmm. a time comes when everybody must coalesce you know and uh, come into terms and bring out something you know that stay to you know that will stay you know to the long term and ensure that the issues affecting these persons are solved you know from the multi stakeholder point of view yeah. because if we have a national student union that you know like focuses on the issues primarily of all students you know how to address issues of student disability or even from a multi stakeholder point of view mm-hmm. would be a great challenge but you know, when we come from a spaces and say no let's craft something that takes care of uh, student disabilities then you no know, like it 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 gets challenge the stakeholders and say no we must let's hear from these people yeah. what do they have on board what are they bringing on board and so how can we mainstream and ensure that their their stay in these spaces is enhanced and well crafted out and so with that you know, like we get we got to you know forge the idea of bringing up uh, you know like uh, the, the association yeah. that is the uh, that's the national association now bringing together students with disabilities from the education institutions that is covering university colleges in the country yeah. and with this uh, as you know like uh, the brainchild uh, as the you know like the person who you know carrying the, the mantle as the chairperson you know like uh, we've been able to reach out to a number of student leaders Uh, at the moment we're still working on the student leaders who are working on issues of special needs and their student disabilities at, uh, as a whole in a number of universities and currently we've been able to reach out to those the student leaders who are working in 40 different universities in the country wow. so wow. what we want to uh, the session we just got registered recently 30th of august mm-hmm. uh, that's when we got the official registration from the registered societies and uh, we've also been uh, officially recognized by the national council for persons with disabilities oh, as an organization yeah, thank you mm-hmm. as an organization of persons with disabilities because uh, the biggest challenge is to ensure that issues about inclusive education mm-hmm. it's not just about a talk that we go to conferences and discuss about issues of inclusive education yeah. but rather what are we doing in the ground mm-hmm. you know so that Yeah, because I'm a student of statistics and the data is very important so that you know like we ensure that when we're doing the statistics two three years down the line we get to see an increased enrollment of student disabilities from the basic learning levels to the education levels because 
you know, in primary schools and secondary schools, we are glad and we are happy that we have special schools. Yes, mm. we don't have an university, you know, which is special, and we don't want to have it. Yeah. But for what we want is to ensure that each and every university in the country, each and mm. every college in, in the country, ensures that we have we have preserved issues about disability inclusion mm. from you know the environment that we have, the accessibility framework is uh, you know like uh, the buildings that we have the classes that we you know we host right. are they accessible for persons with disabilities going to issues about the information communication and uh, technology right. technological systems that we have mm. are they f- f- very accessible to persons with disabilities so that you know like the learning my, my learning and the learning of a fellow with visual impairment and the learning of a fellow with hearing impairment is not you know like affected because of the disability mm. vis-a-vis the systems that we have in these institutions you know yeah. so th- those are the broad issues that we want to get in uh, engagement into with different stakeholders so that the, uh, in the long term mm-hmm. we see an increased enrollment because we have you know like uh, provisions that are there to support uh, persons with disabilities in different sectors yeah. but it all it all must start from the educational sector point of view right yeah definitely and I'd, I'd be curious to know first of all congratulations 40 universities is no mean feat that is Thank exceptional you. Thank you. 40 universities that's quite and given how recent the, the association is, yeah. that is quite substantial. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious, what's the difference in the engagement between the student leaders who are very open and willing to, to, have that, to provide that support vis-a-vis these university administrations? Because universities can tend to be overly bureaucratic for reasons I guess only administrations would understand. Um, is there a difference in the reception you're getting from student leaders vis-a-vis the school administrations themselves, or are the school administrations equally um, embracing the, the the different aspects of inclusion that you're pushing for and fighting for? Even though we haven't had direct engagements with a number of uh, university administrations, but I can tell you that you know, like when you are uh, when you are submitting the request for registration of the association, yeah. we got you know, like uh, a good support mechanism from you know, like uh, the universities because one of the requirements for us to get registered was at least we must get endorsement uh, at least 10 universities mm. endorsing you know, like uh, uh, this move so yeah. that you know, the register of society you know, like approves uh, the registration of this association and when they required a minimum of 10 uh, I can tell you that in a, a period of uh, a month we uh, we managed to get you know, 12 universities endorsing this move mm. and you know like uh, because this I was working with the you know the student leaders working on issues of student students with disabilities and you know, like uh, even the response after getting the endorsement uh, letters you know they were saying oh the, the university you know uh, is not like uh, feeling you know like challenged and you know they want to work with you so they're open you know like uh, they are saying this is a nice idea this is a great idea mm-hmm. that needs to be worked on and they are open to working with you so that we can fast track this mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it was you not know, like a pat on the shoulder for, for me because mm-hmm. at least from a simple idea some could even appreciate and one of the people who stood out was the dean of students from uh, uh, from uh, Technical University of Kenya, mm. uh, Professor uh, is called Professor Koth. Uh, this uh, Professor Mondio Cage, sorry, is somebody you know. Like even uh, we even had a chat and told me, you know, uh, even if you want to launch, we'll have, give you facilities here for free. Come and mm. launch the session here, and even if you launch it elsewhere. You must ha- come and have an engagement with our students here wow. because we're into a, a, a different world where yeah. inclusion you know, of every person needs to be hastened. Mm-hmm. You know, disability is very funny. Uh, you know, like how I, I always define is define it is it, it doesn't respect 
You know, mm-hmm. it won't respect you in terms of age. You know, mm-hmm. it won't respect you in terms of your status, whether religious status, political status. You know, when it comes, it comes, and mm-hmm. it doesn't you know like select the age that it will affect you. Yeah. For me, I wasn't born with a disability. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I got uh, I got it from a minor accident. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there are people who get it in their older ages. There are people you know like uh, it, like it doesn't select. Yeah. Uh, that's overview. Mm-hmm. So you no, know, like uh, we must just craft these systems because if you hinder us, you know, like our penetration to the systems, then you know, like you never know about tomorrow. You know, disability. You know, like we always say, and this comes from my home MCA. You know, like he says, disability is a club mm-hmm. that is, you know, like uh, free to join, but you, you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to join, but you, uh, getting out of it is very difficult. So you know, like that of uh, that kind of overview. Yeah. So you know, like it uh, must just you know, like start from uh, uh, there's a responsibility must just you know, like uh, lie, lie with the stakeholders mm-hmm. to ensure that we build inclusive systems to take care of these persons because we have doctrines mm-hmm. both locally and internationally. Uh, in here we have the constitution, we have the Person with Disabil- uh, Persons with Disabilities Act, you know, and all other doctrines from the local uh, arrangement or you know in our national overview, the national you know, like orientation. Mm-hmm. But in the international spaces like in the AU, we have the Protocol to the African Charter around the Peoples and Human Rights and the Rights of Persons with Disabilities in Africa, as well as globally we have the United mm-hmm. Nations Conventions for the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. We must ensure that these you know like doctrines and uh, you know like uh, good enough is the country you know like signed uh, to be part of part of them mm-hmm. part, part of you know those treaties yeah. this charter and uh, the convention and after uh, the country signing to be part of it they were ratified by the parliament of kenya and so we must ensure that what these doctrines provide are uh, you know like actually reflected on the ground uh, reflected on the ground yeah. and uh, are also in tandem with what you know, like we have in the Persons with Disabilities Act, as well as the, you know, the Constitution of Kenya 2010, mm-hmm. in, in, in entirety, so mm-hmm. that there's that conformity and universality in practice, and uh, what uh, you know is reflected in our, you know, in our society. Yeah, that, that's really that's really motivating. The kind of work you've done so far. Thank you. Uh, and just like we were saying, it's not just a matter of meeting in a cozy room, having a discussion, and then we go back to default settings. No. These are things that are actually grounded in law and need to be actualized. And we will follow it up so that uh, these things are actualized. Because mm-hmm. at the end of it all, we want to see that uh, that person who is not part of the engagement, mm-hmm. who is not part of the discussion, mm-hmm. you know, gets to benefit yeah. from the discussion. Yeah. You get that? That child who is in Turkana, born with a disability, mm-hmm. You know, that child who's in Karatina, born with a disability, the child who's in uh, Mumias, born with a disability, they all must ensure, we must ensure mm-hmm. that he or she gets to actualize his or her potential to mm-hmm. entirety. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, uh, there's this book I did in high school, Damunyeusi. It, le- it left me with a quote that I, stays with me up to date. Uh, one of the stories called Mrs. Namatawi. You know, the line says, Mungu wa kilema, ukupa na wake. He knows what is put inside these uh, these individuals, mm-hmm. and so they must be actualized. Because I have examples of people, you know, who've you know, like broken the barriers that yeah. uh, people could uh, think the disability brought brought about, and again express their potential. One very special example is DJ Euphoric. Mm-hmm. I, I think you've heard of him. Yeah. This is a person you know who rose from you know like uh, getting disability is uh, in his primary school level in class six, I think so. Uh, you know, like, and uh, and this is the example that uh, at least we always use that your family never abandoned him. Mm-hmm. He supported him, you know, like through thick and thin, he, he, and supported his interest. And, and that's the very f- funny thing. Don't mm-hmm. restrict this person to what you want as a parent. 
exactly. get to know his interest. Yeah. And this person you not know, like wanted to go do DJ after his high school. The parents you not know, like uh, gave him the opportunity to go do yeah. you know and supported him you know yeah. up up to a time you know that this person when President Uhuru Kenyatta was retiring he was the official state house DJ. Mm. You get that? Yeah. He was the official state house DJ that each and every function happening one, in yeah. state house he was the DJ. You know. Wow. You get that? Yeah. And he's a person on wheelchair. Yeah. You get that? Yeah. So you no know, like this person must just be supported. And that comes in you know like when a, when God gives like you know, with the, that to say me. When God gives you a person disability he knows the plan he has for him. You know. Exactly. Yeah. This person rising from disability for uh, rising as a person disability from you no know, like the deep villages of Kisi, you know, getting you know like to be now the state house DJ. Who mm. knew? Uh, and exactly. we have many people who have potential who know who could do that job very well who have no disability there's actually no limitation to yeah. what anyone can do yeah so we wanted to see this work out and uh, one of the issues that we want to work out apart from uh, issues inclusive education which we must ensure that accessibility frameworks are provided because mm-hmm. accessibility controls a lot mm-hmm. in the disability arena mm-hmm. from infra- infrastructure and infrastructure buildings we have the information communication and uh, technological mm-hmm. systems in entirety you know when you sorted out that you sorted about a lot of issues in the disability arena then issues about the resources mm. the resources persons with disabilities need are very expensive you you get yeah, that yeah. for for those persons who are using wheelchair mm. you know you can't get it like you, you get a, a bicycle of 4000 5000 and you get a good bicycle no yeah. at least it's a 50000 yeah. you know and when you're coming you know from a, a humble family you know that even raising you know, like, like you see that now uh, the government is you no know, is providing you no know, like uh, relief food mm-hmm. will a person you know, like uh, from uh, such settings get even you know like a wheelchair is a big problem yeah, you know difficult. and so you know uh, that's why you know like we need to hustle these engagements mm-hmm. and ensure that you know like we ensure that issues about disability inclusion issues about disability awareness this information gets to people back to even to the villages so that they we ensure that uh, this person get whatever they need at an early age mm-hmm. so that they are not hampered or you know they they're not hindered yeah. in accessing whatever they want yeah. then apart from that issues about uh, issue about resources still person with visual impairment those are people you know like they won't use a pen like i use mm-hmm. and a pen costs 10 bob a book costs even 10 or 20 shillings if it goes you know like so much yeah. you know there's a person who for him to read he needs a braille paper and a braille machine yeah. a simple braille machine a simple braille machine get me very well a simple braille machine costs at least kenya shillings 85000 wow you get that that is like a pen to me mm-hmm. you get that for uh, for me i use a book them they use uh, braille papers yeah a braille paper is sold uh, the minimum quantity is in uh, rims mm-hmm. a simple rim costs around 600 to 700 uh, 700 shillings you get that mm-hmm. yeah for you you buy you can even purchase a book of 20 shillings yeah so look into that level of economic disparity if this person is from you know like a, 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 you know an area or a family that is not well endowed economically yeah. you know it, it gives them a challenge of someone like yeah. uh, uh, climbing up the ladder and so we must ensure that we get engagements and uh, in, get into engagement with stakeholders and see how issues about resource facilitation resource provision among persons with disabilities especially those in the education institutions is hastened so that these people you know like are not you know like uh, you go to school and you're told no to purchase these items because i've been into such you know like uh, situation that you know like they're asking you know these students with disabilities you know you need to go purchase you know, the braille machines you're telling this person 
to go purchase a bill machine mm-hmm. a person who's supposed again to pay fees yeah. again the same same person needs to also take care of his accommodation and you verily know that disability in itself is very very expensive your accommodation is not yeah. the same as mine yeah. you know sometimes for example uh, somebody on a crutch or on a wheelchair you know uh, for you, you can walk let's say for example even uh, along a stretch of even a kilometer yeah. will you uh, ask this uh, person with the crutch to walk no. he must just spend for his movement you mm. can ride a bike i personally can't ride a bike mm. you know i must just spend for my movement you get that mm. that you know how the disability uh, how disability is very expensive mm. and so we must ensure that the engagements around these institutions uh, around issues about education for persons with disabilities is hastened to ensure that these people can access education as it's envisaged from both the local and international doctrines yeah. to allow these persons you know like access high up to high education to the levels they desire without much interference mm-hmm. in terms of resources and even manpower facilitation which is about sign language interpretation yeah. and all you know other guides and all other issues that comes in we must ensure that these people get whatever they want yeah. to support their development and empower them fully outside the issues about inclusive education we are also looking into issues how we can hasten issues about uh you know like empowerment mm-hmm. we talked about it and uh, for us we want to go through it from a different perspective issues about uh like talent and skill development issues about sports for persons with disabilities mm-hmm. is very very important for me and it's very dear to my heart because i'm a sportsman i do taekwondo I, oh nice. I, yeah, I oh, do uh, now for me I do what is called now paratekwondo. So to see to now. No. No, I do that in the ring, not here. Oh. <laughs> I can't fight you. So mm-hmm. no, like I've got the challenge when I go to you know, to paratekwondo and you know, people seeing me go game and mm-hmm. you know like uh, do all that I can do in that line. You know everybody is here. I know I want to do this. I want to do this. Not knowing that you know our games are different from the games for normal people. Mm. You know, like we have games that are, I, there are games that I can do, there are games that I can't do in the disability line. Yeah. Because there are games that are identified, you know, there are games that are restricted because of a disability. Mm-hmm. There are games restricted for persons with hearing impairment. Mm-hmm. There are those that are restricted for persons with, you know, like uh, visual impairment. There are those restricted for those with, you know, physical impairment affecting their lower limbs. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, Taekwondo is for those you know, who have disability only in their hands. Mm-hmm. If you have disability in your lower limbs, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You get that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, we want to bring, uh, want to create a system whereby we have a sports ch- challenge for students with disability in their campuses. And uh, this is something that I'm envisaging that, uh, envisaging that if it works well, we still have the very, very first one next year. Oh, nice. So that because we have like an institution called Kenya University Sports Association mm-hmm. that organizes sports for students in yeah. the universities, it has Yakuza. never organized Yakusa. Mm-hmm. It has never organized sports for students with disability either. Mm-hmm. It's not there. And these are people who have potential. These are people who have talents that when they get to exploit, you can be the next Henry Wanyoike. You can be the next Impalambala. You can be the next Nani Kipchoge. Because these are people who've made their name because of sport. Yeah. You get that? Yeah. And you know, like it can also happen to for those with disabilities because Henry Wanyoike is a person who is visually impaired and has done it. Yeah. You know, he has uh, he has a name because of sport. Yeah. You get that? Yeah. The same about issues about uh, still on talents, uh, the music and art arena. We want to see how you know, like those uh, persons with abilities who have interest in issues of music and art mm-hmm. can be supported and well, you no know, supported to uh, activate their potential and uh, fully realize them. Because I have one challenge. Uh, I, I I think you all know Crystal Asige. Yes. Yes. 
you know her as a musician yeah. yeah most of you uh, have known her because as a, she's a musician yeah. she's now a senator yeah. what has given her a name it is the music there's another thing do you know uh, the bachelor degree she holds no uh, masters no. phd no it's the music that she has done that has yeah. given her a name and a brand and she's a person with visual impairment you get that yeah. so uh, and it is because of that she has risen to to the senate you know to mm. be to not to defend now the issues about persons abilities and advocate for for them so we want to see many of her coming out mm. both ladies and gentlemen who are not like a talent in that field and that arena you know uh, built and you know supported to ensure that they get to their you know activate their potential to the highest limits possible mm. and apart from that is also issues about entrepreneurship trade and employment issues we we have a provision in the constitution for 5% job res- job reservation for persons with disabilities it can't work because of disability it will only work when you have the qualifications yeah yeah you can't employ me because of disability disability will be a factor yes but you but look you at the qualification first to also do the job, yeah. yeah the qualification is gotten from the education institutions and as people come from the education institutions we want to see how systems can be crafted to ensure that uh, persons with disability especially students student with disability in that perspective you know like we have good numbers mm. to ensure that we when we go to any institution we are not told of any figure less than 5% in terms of because when you ask when you get to ask them you know like where how many persons with disability have we employed you know like even in a you know like a, in a workforce of even 100 people you are told that they have employed two people people two people with disability you know that is uh, that is low, low lower than yeah. even the bar that has been set by the government and it is because you no know, like when you ask them why why these two then they say we, do, we don't know them we can't access them why because these people don't have the information they, you know like they don't know the the persons who the, the persons who have the qualification of the disability to be employed because 5% dictates that one in every 20 you know one in every 20 persons you you employing or you've employed is person with disability so you no know, like we want to ensure that uh with that we craft systems and we be a linkage mm-hmm. of students who have the qualifications those who you know who are out of the education institutions who want to link up with the job market yeah. those in need of part- internships attachments and job placements so that we you know like uh, we ensure that uh, we provide you know we provide a strong linkage for them to get into the job market very easily yeah. because we want we want to have that database you know so that at the end of it all we ensure that for those of us who you know, like who want to get in whichever field mm-hmm. because you know like we can't restrict the field everybody has his own uh, his or own interest yeah. we ensure that they get to the job market very easily you know that is on issues uh, employment and labor issues about entrepreneurship and uh, trade we have entrepreneurs uh, persons with abilities we have the agpo issue mm-hmm. we have the african continental fitted area which is blatantly ignored the mm-hmm. issues about persons with disability inclusion starting from uh, the country you know like the country implementing team to the interna- to the continental framework this is a trade arrangement mm-hmm. that even has the protocol on youth and women in trade yeah. but when you ask about persons disability there's not even a shell leave alone the picture a mm-hmm. shell you can't even see a skeleton of of it because what you are told you know like oh we've enumerated these as you know like uh, we've identified these as a, a group to be approached or to be ensure that they're, they're part and parcel but when you try to dissect on the policy the when they are identifying the approaches to reach out to the youth to the women they even have the approaches to reach out to the civil society and all other players but they have left out persons with disabilities why mm. because they still view persons with disabilities persons with disabilities as an afterthought 
mm-hmm. in the engagements and their policy frameworks. Why? You know, we ask ourselves, when you, the approaches that we've set out to reach out to the youth, the approaches that we've set out to reach out to the women, when these approaches can't work well with personal stability, mm. they can't. They can't, even in a nutshell, they can't. That's the, that's the importance of, of inclusion because yeah. once you have that inclusive factor, then you have a voice which actually has context and experience and perspective, yeah. which is then most applicable to, to actually implement and it makes, it makes more sense whether it's at the, at the top, sort of top-heavy level or going all the way down, yeah. down to the grassroots. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's an issue which definitely isn't limited to the borders of Kenya. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's continental. It's regional. It's global. Yeah. Um, actually, Youth Alive recently held together a conference, yeah. uh, participate international conference, yeah, yeah. and you are able to attend. Uh, Joseph, you're able to attend that conference yeah. as well. What what was the sort of the thinking behind participate? Because it brought together, if I'm not wrong, um, delegates from Kenya, from Zimbabwe, from from Denmark. Um, very interesting mix of of cultures and and countries and and experiences. Sort of, what was the what was the thinking behind that conference itself? Why participate international conference twenty twenty two? Yeah, first of all, uh, Joseph here is is very passionate about, as you can see. About oh yes, very issues, and very knowledgeable and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we and he's a still still a student. <laughs> We, we wrote about his story. Uh, it's a very compelling story um, mm. as a Youth Alive Person of the Month. Yeah. And uh, he was uh, one of the participants at our Participate 22 International Conference. Mm. So Participate 22 International Conference is an activity or an initiative of a project that we run uh, to the Alive together with DOF. DOF is the Danish Youth Council. And also yet yet is a, a youth organization uh, from Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So participate. The thinking around participate is that all the working groups or the member organizations under these three organizations, because if you look at DOF, they the umbrella organization of all youth organizations in Denmark. Yeah. If you look at yet, they also have uh, what they call member organizations. For us, we call them working groups. And, and uh, we're looking to have uh, them as part of our, our working group um, here in Kenya. But it was okay. unlucky to be part of the uh, participate conference, especially presenting uh, issues to do with disability. And it did a splendid job. Now, the thinking around the conference uh, was that how can we empower these member organizations that are uh, behind uh, these three organizations, how can we make them platforms mm. for, um, you know, democratic change with mm. a global view, you know? Mm. Um, before we had the, the international conference, we had national conferences where we had um, a, more, a few more participants attending at the national level in all those three countries. Mm-hmm. And then out of them, they were selected um, some to go to the international conference that happened ah. in Kenya this time. 
last year it was in Zim. Uh, this year it was in Kenya. Next year is going to be in Denmark. Denmark. Now the reason why it's in with a global view is is that you know within our contexts um, our our view is is limited. You know, so um, as a young leader from deep down in Kiambu, mm-hmm. um, who is being supported by Youth Alive, you know, then you get an opportunity to learn the context of someone like you from Zim or someone like you is passionate about some issues to do with um, youth or uh, disability issues, you know, from Denmark. So, so the conference, the, thing, uh, the thinking behind the conference was to bring together all these very passionate young people from across all these three, these three countries yeah. uh, so that they can interface and cross-learn from the different contexts. And, and I think he's going to, you know, talk about what he learned and how he interacted as a participant in mm-hmm. the conference. But the whole idea was that, you know, um, all these young people and the organizations they represent become a platform for even um, more young people within the grassroots mm. to actually um, be part of democratic change. The reason why we call it democratic is because there are now issues to do with, you know, um, inclusion of uh, people with disabilities or women, mm. you know, and inclusion of everybody in all their diversity, you know. So this international conference was a platform for all of them to get that global global view, you know. And what happens after this is, um, okay, during the conference they did what we call change projects. Mm-hmm. So they looked at what issues they have in their societies, their communities, and they went through things like uh, problem trees, solution trees, and designed a project. So a change project mm-hmm. which they are going to implement. Um, after the conference, they actually started thinking about the implementation during the conference. Wow. So there was that commitment that this whatever you've, you've committed to, you're starting it and you're going to run it. So now DOOF, the uh, Danish Youth Council, mm-hmm. um, opened uh, an international pool of funds for um, this very passionate young leaders to do their change projects, you know, and, and mm. in their diversity, you know, there's disability issues, issues with sexual and reproductive rights, the issues, issues with livelihoods, you know, their diversity, governance. Yeah. So all these young people represent all facets of um, young people from where they come from. And all these change projects are also going to go down to impact even more young people. At the grassroots level. Now. Yeah, at the grassroots uh, Level. Yeah. So yeah, that that, that 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 is what happened at the international conference. It's gonna happen again uh, next year with a different set of uh, participants. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that it's sustainable. So yeah. when they graduate from participate, they continue the good work with even um, young organizations or individual youths at the grassroots or students, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. And then another cohort comes. So as you can mm. see, in, in four or five years, we're gonna have a very big network right. known as Participate Youth Network right. that is doing really good work at the grassroots. Yeah. But they are all thinking about how can they um, bring a global view into it because Participate also allows them to do international partnerships. Mm. So we are really um, waiting um, to see uh, these participants actually connecting and collaborating to do projects, um, you know, between these countries. You know, we are very happy to see, we'd be very happy to see a Kenyan uh, from West Pokot, you know, with their change projects, working together with 
uh, someone maybe from Insofu project or uh, the Danish youth um, student organizations like, like like the one for Kenya here, mm-hmm. if they can come together, you know, and do something. So so that is that is the whole idea behind participants. Mm. You know, the meeting mm. of minds for greater things. It sounds like a lot more than <laughs> meeting of minds because yeah. well, how how long does the conference take? Uh, the conference took nearly two weeks. Two so weeks. precisely, it was uh, ten days of uh, of yes, fun, but also of um, serious Hard stuff. Work, and, yeah. you know, a whole project, change project was designed. That's actually know. what's it, yeah. it, that's what sounds quite quite the challenge. Um, yeah, yeah. Having two weeks to to ideate to conceptualize a project. Which then, thanks yeah. to the Danish Youth Council and the International Pool of Funds, yeah, yeah. will also be resourced for its for its implementation. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's not just meeting and chatting and writing yeah. down notes. Yeah. It's actual action and sustainability of, of those actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the same way in, in the business world, you would like some, something like I have, you know, mm. select the, the the best select talented uh, tech minds and. And they, they have an idea and you help them, you know, make that idea reality. And mm. three, four years later, whatever they did is actually having a lot of impact in the community. So we are right. doing the same thing now in our space mm-hmm. um, with very brilliant minds like like his, you know, and many others from these three, three mm. different countries, you know, to have bigger and bigger results and impact 10, mm. 20 years from now. Mm. They, we'd be very happy to to hear if they say that, Actually, um, my journey started at the conference, or wow. this idea was sparked at the conference. Mm. You know, I, I I had this partner from Denmark or from Zim because of the conference. Mm. So I mean, that's that's why I'm really passionate about this conference. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, yes. how was it? How was it for you? Uh, the conference. Uh, that was an amazing experience. Uh, that uh, I, I know will uh, work for me very well to the long term, mm. uh, because of what uh, I'm envisaging as a person working the disability line, because uh, one, there's a bit uh, that uh, you'd cut me. I was bringing up the issues, the last bit of what Sorry. we're targeting yeah. on the leadership and governance prospect mm-hmm. for persons with disabilities. Because uh, if uh, we don't just craft something that will work well for us, mm. we, we are seeing a doing no leadership prospect for persons with disabilities because we've seen all manner of people you know, like coming out to come you know, like and... Uh, it from what is not theirs, mm. and you know, like uh, it delimits our spaces in the leadership prospect, and you know, like the uh, representation pictures are all, because uh, these uh, we have problems also in leadership issues from our universities, and this was brought out by the was brought up by the universities act, and uh, you know trying to work this out has been a challenge, but I know. It will work at the end of it all, especially when being that now we have an association up and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be running, you know, in a few. And so we, uh, I want to see a framework mm-hmm. into how we can craft a strong leadership, you know, like a uh, uh, development uh, avenue mm-hmm. or a leadership uh, development structure that goes to the long term. Because what I want to see to the long term is not that uh, we have diverse spaces, you know, like we're having uh, disability inclusion proponents in these diverse spaces, not just in politics, rather issues even the legal arena, even issues in the transport sector, water, mm. agri- agriculture, mm. you know, health, education, 
and all manner of you know like developments or engagements that we want to, we have in the society yeah. so that when it's not about not just about yourself for you know coming up because for me i do economics i don't have experience in issues you know like uh, in the legal issues a lot mm-hmm. i don't have experience in issues transport you know but uh, even the hospitality arena but you know like when we have that leadership you know development structure and i'm glad that the participate conference give you know like gave me a good opportunity because i got to link up with uh, uh, some fellows from denmark who are having what is called the young leaders program mm-hmm. what i want to go what i want to emulate and fully put into place to ensure that uh, I, uh, this association brings together these student leaders student leaders with disabilities and those working on the issues of student disability we have a platform where these people are capacity built and we're given the challenges to work on from diverse counties because what i wanted to see in the next 10 to 15 years is that uh, when we're discussing about disability policy or disability you know like a uh, bill or act Mm. in Wajia County Assembly in Masabit County Assembly in uh, Embu County Assembly it is not just about Joseph or two other fellows or three people being consulted all over the country that will cause fatigue yeah you know yeah. yes experience is good but rather we want to see that we have a disability inclusion proponent sitting in the Wajia County Assembly mm. sitting in Mandera and all other counties it's cascaded across yeah. it's not just centralized yeah. it's and not just about even the political arena only yeah in, uh, in different spaces even in issues environment you know because we are having a climate change as one of the biggest concerns at the moment and so uh, when we when we uh, when i uh, i want to see how we can bring in the young leaders program you know in our association so that we bring the leaders from different spaces because our universities you know like uh, you know like are uh, diverse and also you know uh, takes interest of all and also you know like uh, it's universal in its context mm-hmm. and so when we have these leaders from all, uh, these universities brought up brought up together then we know we have what i know is we have the face of kenya mm-hmm. you, you get that yeah. so that at the end of it all we will have equipped disability proponents from each and every corner of this country mm-hmm. so that whenever the policies even in uh, places that i have never gone to then i, I sit relaxed because i know ah tukona shida yeah, yeah. yeah and so that is one of it the issue about leadership and governance we want to see you know like because he talked about the issue about pss mm-hmm. of the 5, 5, 585 applicants for those positions who are shortlisted 29 of them were persons with disabilities mm-hmm. i do probability that even even a single person didn't get to be lucky to be appointed as a person as, as a ps but what i envisage as a, as a person who's championing for issues about persons with disabilities that will have a time in this country that a person with disability will sit as one of the people in the appointing authority that you know we won't be crying oh where a person with disability being appointed <laughs> but from the uh, young leaders program that uh, at least will get to bring up mm-hmm. we'll see that one day we have a president as a person with disability that we have uh, cabinet secretaries even three or four not even one that people are calling for that uh, that person with disability must assemble mm-hmm. you know to call for press conferences to see that uh, a person with disability is appointed as CS or a PS no what i want is to build capacity mm-hmm. capacity of these persons in leadership context in uh, their areas of interest so that you know like these persons will be seen not from their point of disability but from their point of expertise you get that yeah. when we have uh, you know like uh, it is possible and it's possible even to see you know like a person with disability uh, a cj of the country mm. a speaker 
and also a president so that we at least we have our problems you know solved from a, uh, from a point now we have you no know, like persons with disability it's holistically so, uh, so solved yeah. because so that you know like we say you know we are now the appointing authority and not that we'll just be picking persons as uh, picking persons ability from the point of disability no these persons are experts experts in issues economy right. issues uh, legal uh, legal uh, you know arenas and uh, all other issues that comes in and uh, from uh, what we brought out as a change project for me i sat with a fellow called Bernard Mbugwa we brought out you know like a change project idea issues about provision of assistive devices for persons with disabilities in uh, Mbugwa's county is Muranga mm-hmm. my, uh, my home county is Sea county we want to see because these are also another issue that you very astounding and i told about you know that about the resources yeah. the devices to these persons are very very crucial because it is the device that will ensure that i'm mobile it is the device that will ensure that i'm safe especially for those who have you know for example those who have physical disability and those who have visual impairment you know and it happens that the participate international conference came after we had celebrated the international white can day the celebration was you know like an avenue to inform the society of the importance of that white can it is not a maridadi you know as people may think but it's an a device that uh, you know like uh, exemplifies mobility and safety for a person with visual impairment yeah. because through the use of that device you will see will know ah, there's a ditch uh, mm-hmm. in front of me i should get another way or oh, the, the next step uh, at least is safe for me you, you get that yeah. so that we inform the society that when you see this person holding this no is a person with disability because i have a harrowing experience mm. with the persons in the tra- transport sector that are very very bad because mm-hmm. i was escorting a person with visual impairment to go body bus go body bus mm-hmm. then there's uh, an innocent driver who's coming you know like driving his uh, vehicle recklessly in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at a point you know he was uh, nearly hitting us you know the worst thing that he says after that you know we are telling where we won why can't you do why can't you not like uh, be take care of what you're doing you know you know what he responds back to me any macho and i'm guiding a person with visual impairment yeah. who's holding a white can yeah. you get how that issue is happening yeah. so the issues about awareness must come in when people have these devices so we work the change project that we design is provision of assistive devices and not just about provision only but it's about uh, engaging the parents and caregivers of children and youth with disabilities to ensure that these persons are identified as persons with disabilities they are assessed as persons with disabilities they get to register as persons with disabilities so that at the end of, at the end of it all this person is not just given the device and left there yeah. but rather we know uh, the parent gets to know or the uh, the person with disability gets to know the next point of action is it a, is he or she a child uh, is uh, what does he or need you know to get to school mm-hmm. or is he a person who has gone you know like overboard in terms of education how how can he or she be assisted you know to level up in terms of you know like your, your development you know so that is what we are uh, what I'm envisaging with the change project mm-hmm. then apart from that also you know like with the international pool that uh, came in uh, during uh, the conference is uh, i got to identify two very important uh, or crucial uh, organizations from denmark mm. that is uh, one was the danish students union and also because from our perspective we also a student union mm-hmm. then uh, there's also the association for youth with, youth with disabilities because we want to 
get uh, how to develop or have exchange programs to see how ah. how is the disability uh, uh, issues being worked in Denmark yeah. how are the disability issues being worked in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and how are they working in Kenya and what can we do to mainstream the gaps that we get to see right. in uh, the levels of these uh, countries because mm-hmm. what we also did was uh, the from the global to the national youth context analysis we saw the demographics mm-hmm. i think from all those countries the demographic the demographic you know like uh, the demography from kenya stood high of you know like the youth demography stood high in kenya mm-hmm. compared to what we had from zimbabwe and denmark and you know, we want to see what about you know the the disability uh, demography you know how are uh, what are the policies that they, they have in their countries mm-hmm. what are the policy you know like the legislation that they put aside to ensure that the voices of persons abilities are also part and parcel of the engagements in their countries and i'm glad because they are working on like with the different organizations like for the association of youth disabilities in Denmark they are working uh, you know they already having some projects in Sierra Leone and Uganda and i'm seeing into a framework even a framework that we can get into mm-hmm. to see that uh, whatever they are working uh, they, we can get into an arrangement that we work together as a fraternity with the, the, those in Denmark those in Uganda and those in Sierra Leone at one touch mm. to see mm. how you know like we can level up issues about disability inclusion from those countries and even get into uh, the people you know the Danish students union see how you know like the issues are affecting student disability in the educational framework how is it working with them because you know for those in Denmark Yeah, the uh, the only disability uh, disability policy that uh, you know, brings us together is the united nations conventions on the rights of persons with disability you know mm. for the african countries we have to that for the united nations and the uh, that's from the au yeah. so you know, like we get to level up what is it that is working for them what is it that is working for us and what is it that is not working for both of us so mm. that and what are the approaches that we can bring forth to you not know, stabilize all these issues and see the development of persons with disabilities from the youth analysis mm. or from the youth uh, youth capacity work it out mm-hmm. you know and uh, that is uh, you know, like the issues that we got to identify and the, what stands out is issues education and the leadership because we talk uh, the democracy stands out you know uh, stands out you know like in the thematic area that uh, youth life kenya works on and also you know like from what we want to build because we imagine as leaders but we don't want you know, to just Uh, go do it and we live because one of my goals is not uh, no like when you ask me uh when you get to ask me that uh, what is your goal do you want to get to parliament or do you want to get to senate i'll tell you ruthlessly that is not my goal my goal is to ensure that even if i get there or even if i want to get there but those who will, uh, the disability inclusion proponents who will get there uh, or we have those who will get there to the long term Yeah. so that even if i get there or not get there but whenever i'm out or no like i won't be in the system but i know that i there are people who will still fight not that after i'm out and say oh no if yeah. joseph were here this would have worked out now that is not here things are in a bad shape yeah. you get that so what i want to see is we have that sustainability you know like engagement to ensure that we have leaders to work this out in the long term and also the policies that we have get implemented and worked out in entirety not mm. just you no know, like selectively mm. you get that yeah. so that is the bigger goal joseph what you've just said is very interesting uh, and trust you me don't be surprised if you find yourself in some of those uh, decision making offices amen Uh, I think as a country we have a, we've had a challenge in the past where too many people are choosing themselves as leaders so they decide 
that's their leaders because they chose themselves. Yeah. Uh, but actually, leaders are chosen by the people. Uh, true leaders, sustainable leaders, and you're giving a lot of positive and encouraging um, energy towards that kind of leadership that we need. Thank you. Uh, and I'm very, I'm very, very blown away by where you have begun at universities, yeah. because that's where I think a lot of these issues that we face downstream uh, begin. Because you're, like you're saying, people would be given jobs not because they're qualified, but because they are people with disability, and which isn't the way it should work. It should be, yes, I, have, I do have a disability, but I'm qualified. Um, yeah. And once we fix the system of ease of access, ease of learning within our educational institutions, then even as a matter of law, um, things like housing will be, yeah. will be implemented in, in line with what is easily accessible yeah. for everyone yeah. Yeah. and starting these conversations from that point of view moving up even into the workforce uh, I think is one of the easiest ways we get to a fair and just society as Kenyans before we even start thinking about too many things uh, we're building an economy but we're leaving a significant part of our population out of it yeah. Yeah. as if they have nothing to contribute which is not the case yeah. um, it's a very 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 crucial and, and definitely impactful conversation and thank you to have and thank you thank you for the work you're doing and thank you so much um so the work you're doing you and bugwa um since the conference ended yeah has there been any progress or is it still something that you're developing and, and working to improve before now you yeah. go into yeah on the last day on the last day of the conference we after you know like uh, getting to engage on the change projects that we have after even uh, being uh, exposed to the international pool, we made a commitment. We made a commitment, uh, especially after the conference, within the next weeks, we're supposed to do something. One, I've managed to reach out to some organizations. Mm. There is a National Council of Persons with Disabilities and the National Fund for the Disabled of Kenya on the project idea, change projects that are, uh, we try to bring out on the issues of provisional facility devices because they are very critical pillars in this. And you know, like, uh, what I don't want is uh, to go with the change project, uh, or even when I have the resources or in terms of, you know, like, uh, the, the devices, I don't want to go to throw them, throw away to them, mm-hmm. but rather have a cross engagement with them because I'm their own. Mm-hmm. We are a family. But again, I want it to come out. One is uh, give them what, you know, like... Uh, is tandem with what they want yeah. and uh, medically fits them. Mm. Because you know, what happens is uh, we've had persons, you know, like who bring in resources, uh, for example, the devices, uh, which, you know, like uh, don't work well with these persons mm-hmm. and, you know, hinder them, especially medical, medical uh, avenues. For example, the wheelchairs, you know, like you can't just bring me in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. but rather, you know, like uh, I, it must be something that fits me very well. So that, you know, like I don't have any uh, problem thereafter. Yeah. And so, you know, like with the, having engagements with the National Council for Persons with Disabilities, assessment stands out. Mm-hmm. And the assessment, you know, like uh, is also looked into from the medical medical view or to the medical field. So that we must have a medic who's specialized in issues mm-hmm. orthopedics mm-hmm. so that he can advise. There's a person who needs wheelchair of this kind of modification. Nice. There's a person who needs boots uh special boots with this kind of modification so that 
I don't just you know like when I want to work implement this idea I don't just come with wheelchairs 40 of them uh, one size fits all yeah yeah uh, 40 of them but you know the people who need a 20 that is blood and wastage yeah you know so I must ensure that I have the accurate number of those in need I have you know the type of modi- the necessary modifications of what they need so that at the end of it all the we've identified the problem and fully solved it mm-hmm. and because what I envision with the the investors association is that we want to identify the problem we want to identify the solution to the problem and we want to be part of the solution to the problem fully you get that yeah. we don't want to be like people you know like will be making you no know, calls or you no know, press and uh, all uh, every other thing or every other avenue that we we'll use and, and stop it at that we, match, no. <laughs> we want to involve the players be with them and help craft the solution and you know see the solutions work yeah so that at least when doing the evaluations we get to see you no know, this is not like a, a development that came from our side this is a development that are not like we ensure that works out because you no know, like when you leave when you just identify the problem and leave it out uh, leave it uh, as that that you no know, occasions even wasting of resources yeah. because somebody just does it for uh, for the sake not knowing that you no know, this person who fully needs this mm-hmm. for his or her survival mm-hmm. fully needs this for his or her, his or her development you know so that's that, that is what we want to do in entirety so that at the end of it all we don't uh, persons with disabilities are not viewed as it's always used to be that all oh, these persons you know like our beggars or these mm-hmm. are persons that are waiting you know to uh, waiting for tokens here and there but rather these are persons who can fend for themselves but you no know, want opportunity yeah they must be given the opportunities they must be given the spaces they must you know like have a society that is well inclusive to foster their inclusion foster their development and foster you know like their safety and you know like uh, uh, their their stay in these spaces uh, it must be coherent and you know like uh, dignifying mm. in full perspective yeah definitely yeah, yeah. i think dignifying is the word yeah It has yeah. to be dignified yeah uh again it sounds yes. like this participate conference yeah. Yeah. a lot of quite impactful not just conversations but but plans strategies yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. points of action are actually taking place and it's surprising because two weeks yeah. doesn't feel like a long time but yeah. it sounds like you're able to achieve quite a lot during those two weeks yeah 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 i mean i mean of course this is evidence that a lot of things are happening and um, the interfacing the interactions between you know young leaders of different countries mm-hmm. can bring like very new and very cool ideas you know mm-hmm. and that commitment that from the conference you're going to do abcd and they've as you've had you started something you know so mm-hmm. maybe one year down the line there is some something that they they will report on and that's exactly how we envisioned you know mm-hmm. so this is just him you know we do not yet know uh the other 45 participants that yeah. were there what kind of stories they are already telling about the conference even mm-hmm. if it's just uh, barely two weeks after the conference mm-hmm. yeah so i i feel a lot of hope and 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 envision that we're going to have really good stories from mm. this and a lot of good change happening um not only you know with these young leaders but the change they will cause downwards yeah. to the grassroots where yeah. they work in those countries and the collaboration collaborations they're going to have mm. between these three countries so yeah i mean if if there are 44 other people out there just like mm. joseph uh, yeah, yeah. i feel like change is is happening 
might be minimal. It might take a bit longer than we would we would want. But I feel like if there are forty five people like Joseph out there, uh, yeah, it's gonna things will definitely improve. Yeah, they have yeah, to. Yeah, sure. They definitely have to. Mm. So besides, because now we have to wait until next year for the next participants. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what else? Or what other roles are you is, is Youth Alive as an organization playing in finding these stories, mm. listening to these stories, um, yeah. acting towards the needs that these stories are sort of bringing out and bringing into focus? Yeah. What other sort of um, initiatives, programs are ongoing yeah, within Youth yeah, Alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot happening, honestly, currently. There's a lot. I mean, people are very busy. And the international conference is just one of the many activities that, that uh, yeah. we have been doing, you know. And this is our busy season, you know, where currently I left the office and, like, half of it, half of the people are outside on, on mm, the field, the field doing, yeah. doing activities, you know. We're going to, going to November, we're going to have probably meals <laughs> the finance team in the office alone, you know. Mm. So so there's there's a lot that we're doing as an organization currently. Mm. So we have uh, 10 active projects that that are running and we have more that we we are closing in terms of um, the deals. Like, you know, we we, we are in talks with, with, with the donors and the partners to, mm. to get started on those projects. Yeah. I think like two or three of them, you know, and there is also conversation about continuing some of the projects that were there, you know, going right. into the future. Right. So yeah. So and and as I said, our our initiatives, you know, they span they span um, these three thematic areas. Mm. One is livelihoods, the other is good governance and human rights, and then we have you know, social well-being and and uh, gender equity. But we we go beyond what we are able to do with the donors mm. and internally. Like for instance, for communications, we are trying to advocate for these issues um, even beyond what the donors or beyond the project or the projects are doing. You know, mm. and for instance, like stories like his, uh, we feature those stories in what we call the Youth Alive Person of the Month. You mm. know, so we basically look at uh, this. Uh, young people from the member organizations where we work from the 12 counties and they really have compelling stories. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interest. You have to pick <laughs> out of <laughs> out of 20, you have to pick one person to tell yeah. the story. So there's a lot of stories that um, are there that, that are not being told. And a platform like the Youth Alive Person of the Month is helps a lot. We also have conversations on Twitter space to have um, a space where uh, these young people um, and invited guests can come and actually have have conversations, yeah. you know. So we are we are trying many many models beyond the traditional trainings, you know, where you convene people to train them, young people to train them. We are now um, doing community forums where inter- we interface um, the community with duty bearers, which is which mm. is very very difficult, you mm. know. Otherwise, so we fill that gap by you know linking the community and. The duty bearers and for the listeners, duty bearers are basically the the government, the people in charge of delivering um, services to to the public. So those are duty bearers. So okay. we we interface, you know, and we have ventured into now um, doing things like sports and and art, you know. Mm. Before before the 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 elections, we had what you call Balozim Tani in partnership with the with Nairobi City County. Yeah. And in this campaign, we were running this campaign in many places, but we, for us, we focused in, in, in Nairobi. 
and I think a, a bit of Eldoret. Mm-hmm. But in Nairobi here, we we worked with our AMOs, and AMOs is just member organizations, yeah. these youth-led organizations. Um, and some of them have an element of sports, an element of art, and mm-hmm. we work to them so that they can use kids to teach about peace and mm-hmm. uh, you know advocate for you know uh, peace building and mm-hmm. and it's I, I think it's efforts like ours and many other people efforts from media from government from everyone that made the elections that we had very peaceful mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so we are letting these young people lead in some of these initiatives and and we also let them do their own activities, but we sub-grant. You know, like ah. currently, we have a, a scheme where we are sub-granting uh, some of these organizations, you know. So uh, just uh, for those who may not understand, what does sub-granting mean uh, in layman's terms? Uh, basically, basically, we um, the pool of funds we get from our donors, we are sharing those. Um, funds. Now the member organizations, yeah, the working groups down. in the 12 yeah. counties. Yeah, so they can also do something of their own, you know, um, instead of us, us going there on the ground ourselves, mm-hmm. we can also give them an opportunity to do something. Because anyway, they know, they know those communities better right. and they need that empowerment. And so we, we have been sub-granting them and also training them on... Uh, on various things like resource mobilization, we have mm. been ha- we're having webinars around things like monitoring and evaluation, you mm. know, um, finances. So I mean, there's there's a lot that we do, that but we are mostly now starting to focus on our member organizations, on this model of hand holding the younger organizations. You know, they could right. be really small, maybe a self help. You know, um, it's it's like teaching it's it's like teaching someone how to fish rather than you know Give giving them <laughs> giving them the, the yeah. fish. So that's the model we are trying to. You know, we we're looking who have who are the young leaders who have um, really good potential in terms of let's say fishing. That is like you know changing things right. in their communities, and we pick those. We make them part of our member organizations or working groups from the twelve counties. And then we train them, and then we mentor. We give them access to opportunities like the international conference, yeah. you know, and uh, some granting now uh, these funds that we are we are talking about. So it, it truly mm-hmm. is uh, completely end to end sort of act of, of of service of mentorship of of capacity building of advocacy of of resource mobilization that. You're, you're not just giving them tools and leaving them to fend for themselves. You're actually a part of the process through and through. Yeah, actually, I mean, that's that's a big component of how we, we run these things, how mm. we, we do our initiatives or projects, is that yeah. we're thinking, like, um, even after we are gone, about the sustainability. Right. And this is now, this is why this model works for us, you know, uh, because these young organizations, these young leaders, we continue the good work beyond what you have been able to do with them, you know, so that means there is a lot of sustainability. Mm. And now we are really focusing on monitoring and evaluation, you know, and making sure that um, the good work that we have done, the stories are being told, the numbers are coming back, the impact is being seen. Mm. So we are very deliberate that um, whichever money or human resources or, you know, time that is put into these things is actually giving results 
in the end and it's sustainable. Yeah. Even 10, 20 years when we, we the young people right now will be the older folks. The wheels will you know, turning. They will be, just the way Joseph was mentioning. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. This is a very good example because working with students means that, um, you know, they are younger than even us. Mm. So these students will, you know, cascade down to that down to even younger students and that will continue. Like, I think hopefully forever. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely the plan, uh, yeah. to leave behind a future that is better than what we found. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think bef- before we wrap up, um, Joseph, I've heard you mention a number of, of areas that your organization and the association is focused on, um, whether it's advocacy, whether it's uh, campaigning for com- uh, policy change or legislative change, uh, whether it's resource mobilization, whether it's getting into uh, rooms and networks where these decisions are actually being being formed. Before we go, um, what is it that you need for whoever is listening and will be more than happy to be an ally, to be a supporter what is it that you need that can further the cause and the the ambition, the dream that you have for for an inclusive and just society? For thank you for the work that we do, you know, like uh, coming up with this with this idea. One big challenge, you know, that comes in is resources. Mm. Uh, it you know it's one one thing that gives headache because you know like you have a good idea to work on that can bring uh, meaningful change, but you not know, like getting the resources to help actualize the dream because uh, resources control everything, nearly everything. And so that is uh, the biggest uh, issue that uh, comes in because even now the association has nearly everything that we need in terms of making it operational. But no, now that we've been planning to do if resources are you know, like are well, uh, we are well endowed in terms of resources, yeah. then we're planning to do an official launch of the association. Uh, possibly in uh, early December, uh, but I know like we're still in the process of mobilizing for resources. And if this works out for us, then we're good to go because the the launching will be a very very critical issue for us because that is when we'll the stakeholders will convert the stakeholders and uh, tell them of our presence and also what we want to work on moving forward yeah. to ensure that sub inclusion works. And it talks about uh, it talked about uh, sustainability because for me, you know, like. Uh, my biggest goal is to ensure that uh, issues about disability inclusion get to the global uh, world mm. because uh, we must work it out to ensure that uh, persons with disabilities get to explore their potential, not just in Kenya, not just in my village, but rather, you know, like we bring the global picture on board because we have even we even have global policies, you know, that and we must ensure that all those policies are, have, you know, the element of disability inclusion because it must start with them as players in the global arena, be it those who sit in the UN, AU, and all other you know, organizations, EU, mm-hmm. and all others, so that we ensure that whatever they're bringing on board, because we have the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, yeah. and of very uh, much interest to us is SDG 4, quality education, SDG 8, decent work and economic growth, SDG 9 on industry, innovation, and infrastructure, SDG 10 on issues reduced inequalities, on SDG 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions, mm-hmm. as well as SDG 17 on partnerships. Because when we bring all these on board and you know, craft them all together, it uh, will hamper and ensure that issues disability inclusion works well. Because it is not just about you know like doing an activity or rather you know like uh, building you know like uh, it, it can't start from you know uh, like uh, making a building. But rather the engagement that we have, issues about communication, and I know it starts from issues uh, there, especially from SDG, 
SDG 16 peace justice and strong institutions that when we are talking even about issues about peace issues about justice are we inclusive enough mm. because you know like for us to talk about peace we can't uh, you know like uh, it can't start from uh, you know like making an elevator or uh, putting up a building but rather information sharing uh, the information we are sharing uh, are we ensuring that you know like uh, it's inclusive in its entirety so that you know like the information i get is you know like the same same information without even an element of distortion uh, when a person with hearing impairment gets it mm. you know a person with visual impairment gets it because you know like we have different communication formats that uh, that you know like we need to uh, be informed about and uh, when we having this engagement i bring bring these people on board you know the challenge that we have especially in the run up to the 2022 general elections is that you know many people are calling for peace many people are having engagements calling for peace but we're leaving out persons with disabilities who have you know like the very very people who mm. when violence erupts are the very very first persons who will be the victims and the dire victims of such and when you're having engagements of peace these persons are left out or even when invited they are left out in issues you not know, like information relay communication system that we're having mm. you know and it be, it be, it be you know it brings a big challenge to these persons and so we must ensure that we sit at a, we sit down as a community ensure that issues about disability inclusion are supported and issues are resources are availed so that you know these people are not just seen as beggars yeah. but other people who can drive change in the community because mm. i don't want to you know like to do it for persons disability i do i want to do it for the general community mm. you know so that these persons are seen as viable people as an outstanding people who can go do it because uh, uh one one person says this uh, uh helen keller that true vision is not you know, like uh, rely, reliance on issues uh, you cite. Mm. Like you can you can have that sight, but no vision. You know, blindness is not, uh, blind, blindness does not bring about no lack of vision. You can be you can be sighted, but without vision. It it is true sight is in vision, not about you no know, like having your eyes and uh, having them seen. Mm. Because this is a person who had no eyes. You know, she lost sight at a, at an early age, mm. but you no know, she became a renowned individual. Yes. And so we must ensure that we craft systems that are support these persons. Stephen Hawking says that my advice to other persons with disabilities will be concentrate on what your disability doesn't hinder you from. Mm. And what it hinders you from doing, don't know like, uh, don't uh, complain about it. Leave it at that. Mm. There's a reason why. Mm. Yeah, so that is my bit. Wow. Uh, Boniface, anything? Yes. Uh, yes. Anything that can help push forward the the programs, the the objectives of Youth Alive that any anyone listening can can play a part in contributing, whether that's yeah, even yeah. even signing up as one of the member organizations. Anything yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, how can people get involved with the organization yeah. a bit more? Yeah. So interestingly, the one of the biggest um, good problems I can call them that we have is that we're having a lot of. Uh, young organizations coming to us for help. Yeah. And that also means that we need resources. We mm. talked of resources. Now for us, we are sort of the ones that are helping them get resources, but we need uh, partnerships with uh, maybe pri- private sector. Um, mm. We need private sector players to to have some interest in youth issues. And we look forward to collaborating with especially the private sector. Mm. And um, even the... The donors that we we already have, we 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 looking to actually you know continue working with them. Now the way that um, 
you can continue um, with a good work or maybe seeing a good work is social media. You can follow us, um, even if you may not, not donate anything, but you can follow us and see the good work that we're doing. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, at Youth Alive Kenya, or you can simply just search Youth Alive Kenya and she's going to show us, show you um, how you can follow us and read about us and, and, and all that. So um, your support is 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 in many forms and ways. And one of them is just following us and sharing about our work. It's also talking about our work. And, uh, you know, if if you're interested in partnering with us, whether you are uh, a young organization or a big organization or private, um, we're from the private sector, you're very welcome. Um, because we ought to get, we, we need this concerted efforts mm-hmm. so that we can actually create a society where every young person ha- can, can, can achieve the, their potential. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, Joseph, how can we reach you on social media or even follow up on the work the, the association is doing? Although the association has not uh, made its presence to the social media, but it will uh, soon. Okay. Uh, for me, you can follow me, Joseph Biowino, uh, through Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, at Joseph Kowino. That is where uh, that is how you'll find me, and I'll get to engage and see how to, to bolster this approach yeah. and make our world an inclusive world. I mean, I'm definitely going to be following you and the work your, your association is doing. Thank you. Please keep us in mind when you're having the launch. I, uh, I can speak both for myself and I believe on behalf of the team that makes up Youth Plus Africa. You definitely have an ally and a supporter in us. So thank you. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, we can see what we can do together. Thank you so uh, much. I've really been been very humbled by by your conversation and your your experience. Uh, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for coming. It goes a long way. Sante sana. Um, that's gonna be it for today. Uh, we're gonna post the social media links for both of their accounts uh, in the links below. And until next week, this is goodbye. God bless and thanks for watching.